This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is Trey. Thank you for joining us for our Thursday podcast. Thursdays with uh, Mary Langston and episodic guest appearances by Trey. We hope you are having a great week. And uh, speaking of which, I have this vague recollection that is today your birthday, Mary Langston, or is it tomorrow? It is today. Yes, sir. Well, happy birthday. And well, thank you. I wanted to go get you a bunch of stuff, but number one, you don't want anything. And number two, I'm broke. But it is the thought <laughs> that counts, isn't it? It is the thought that counts. That's right. But you don't have to say it. <laughs> I think I think Terry has something for you. And whatever it is, I participated in picking it out and put a lot of thought and <laughs> effort into it. I'm sure you did. She didn't have to do a thing. I'm just so thankful for y'all. Well, happy birthday. And we are thankful for you. And we hope that you get uh, everything you want, which should not be that challenging for your family or your husband, because you don't ever want anything. So that, that, that should be a really easy day for those folks. That's true. I don't need a thing. I think the only thing I want is for everyone to just have a ray of hope or joy in their day. That's the only thing that I wish. Well, then they need to listen to you. So I don't know about that. that Maybe works. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought about changing my name to Hope, actually, because <laughs> I, I inspire so much hope in people. You do. You really I, do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. You keep saying that and eventually you'll convince yourself of it. <laughs> we, we seriously do hope you have a great birthday. And Terry really does have something for you. And. Uh, when you open it, uh, I can figure out what it is, too, right along beside you. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Well, Trey, we have a lot of qu good questions today. Are you ready to get started? I, I think so. Yeah, I'm still trying to deal with all the hope I'm creating within myself. <laughs> well, you believe it. OK, so our first question comes from Nancy in Florida, and she writes, why do you refer to our form of government as a democracy rather than a democratic republic? Well, Nancy, I don't doubt that I did that and do that. And the chief reason for that is because I am often wrong. Uh, the truth is a little more complicated. Uh, the United States is a hybrid between a democracy, which means the people rule. I think the, our Greek friends gave us that democracy means the people rule and a republic which comes from our Roman friends and Latin, which I think you correct me if I'm wrong, Mary Langston. I think it, it kind of roughly means the public thing or that public thing. So mm. we're not a direct democracy. We're not a pure Republic. There are elements of both. 
we have a constitution which anticipates and in some instances actually empowers the minority, which is, you know, a little bit antithetical to something called the people rule. Because if the people rule, then you wouldn't spend a ton of time worrying about the minority. Um, you know, way back when the people didn't even directly elect our senators. They do now. But back in the old days, they didn't. And the people still currently do not directly elect the president. We have an electoral college and they're what almost a half dozen instances of the people choosing one person and the electoral college choosing someone else. There, there are limits on how long a president can serve. Uh, so that's not a direct pure democracy or, um, or you wouldn't put uh, what some would argue is an artificial time limit on who can be the leader. So, and of course, as soon as I say that, all the very, you know, in the very document, which kind of sets out this uh, Republican form of democracy, it, the document itself can be amended by the people. I mean, and, and it has been amended almost 30 times. So uh, we're a hybrid. I think we're trending more towards a democracy because some people are calling for an end to the electoral college. Yeah, the constitution is really what keeps those elements of a Republic. I don't, I don't know that the people themselves are crazy about some of those, you know, some of those, what they call old relics from the constitutional days. So if I referred to it as a democracy and I have every belief that I did, because I do sometimes, it was in response. It's probably coming from last Sunday night, Mary Linkson. Mm -hmm. There were like a series of politicians and or political commentators who themselves used the word democracy. Like, you know, they're typically hyperbolic language. Democracy is on the ballot in November, which, by the way, is sort of like saying the circle is round or let's start at the beginning. I mean, it's it's awfully redundant to say democracy is on the ballot in November. But someone said that and they you you know, they said this could be the end of democracy. So they use that word and I use that same word they use to make my point, which is that democracy really is never going to be the end of democracy. But then that kind of gets us into a John Stuart Mill, Odysseus, Sirens conversation about whether people can actually agree to give up their own freedom. Mm -hmm. So if you are a pure democracy, can you then vote to give up your own freedom? And since it's your birthday, I don't think we want to go down that <laughs> road because there, that's a road with, with no side streets. And it just keeps going. So we'll just say happy birthday and move on beyond uh, democracy versus republic. How's that? That works. Well, thank you, Trey. And thank you, Nancy, for your question. Our next question is a fun one, and it's from Kristen in Georgia. She writes, what's a song on your playlist you can't live without? Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. What's a playlist? You know what a playlist is. You mean is. like my radio? Basically, it's like your top songs. Like if you were using Spotify or Apple Music, what I think you use Apple Music. <laughs> you mean the songs I download on my phone? Yes, exactly. What would be like oh. your top ones on your phone? Well, 
I have like hundreds and hundreds of phone of songs <laughs> on my phone. And That's you know true. that. You do. <laughs> you know that because I think we have driven like to really far away places without a word being uttered because <laughs> I'm sitting there listening to my songs. That's right. You were making your playlist. So uh Kristen, there are hundreds and hundreds of songs on my phone, and I pick those songs based on time periods. I mean, there are songs from the old days, like probably before you were born and definitely before Mary Langston was born, like old groups like Firefall and REO Speedwagon. There are songs from college that remind me of you know, my friends from college um, and several of my fraternity brothers. There are mainly songs on my, do you say playlist, Mary Langston? Is that the right? That's right. Word. Playlist. Okay. Mm -hmm. There are mainly songs on my phone, which uh, remind me of people. Um, like I have different songs in honor. Like, I mean, obviously Mary Langston, you and Terry primarily listen to uh, Christian music. Mm -hmm. So those songs that I would have on my phone would be in honor of my wife and Mary Langston. And I, I've got, you know, songs that remind me of our, of my friends from district attorney days, your college. Um, you know, when you hear the spinners, you think of a certain time in life. And when you hear Van Halen, which you have not heard Van Halen, Mary Langston, and have no idea who that is, you would think back to the 1980s, which is when I was in college and is about a decade before you were born. I think I did play Led Zeppelin for you because I don't think you'd mm -hmm. ever heard it before, did you? That's right. You taught right. me and that. You, and you've never listened to it since. <laughs> uh, but Led Zeppelin is more of a 70s, 80s kind of time period. I would say, Kristen, my favorite song, the one that I would keep on there if you made me get rid of all the others, is a song uh, by U2 called One. Uh, mm. That would be my favorite song. But the one I listen to the most right now, I'll bet most people have never heard of and probably never listened to. And it is a song called Hollow Talk by a group called the choir of young believers but mary langston it is not a contemporary christian group so the title might lead you to believe it is a choir of young <laughs> believers but it is not it is more uh kind of a uh there there are you know orchestra instruments in it it, it has a certain you know techno sound to it hmm. But that's the one I listen to the most, but the one I cannot live without. If you made me get rid of all of my other songs, it would be, I, I would hang on to one. I would reluctantly get rid of the one Taylor Swift song I have on my playlist. But the only reason I have that on there is because you like Taylor Swift. <laughs> and if you were to tell me that you don't like that music anymore, I wouldn't get rid of that one because I bought it. But it, it might go down the playlist some. I think it would be hard to pick one song. I was thinking about that earlier, but I could totally see the U2 song one being yours. Yeah. Well, yours would either be the old rugged cross or let me think of a hymn from the 1600s that <laughs> or, that would be your, actually it wouldn't, it'd be something more contemporary. It'd be one of those, 
like choruses they sing at church that they just sing over <laughs> and over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's about right. Yeah, that'd be about right, wouldn't it? That's yeah. about right. I was going to say some Maverick City or some Whitney Houston, and we're good to go. You like Whitney Houston? Yeah, I know you like Whitney Houston. <laughs> Who doesn't like Whitney Houston? But see, that reminds me of college, which is when she first burst onto the scene, which is a happy time. But then, you know, you embrace the reality of the of the tragedy that wound up becoming her later life. And it makes mm-hmm. me sad and I'm sad enough. So why would I want my music to make me sad? Mm, I feel you on that one. Well, thank you so much, Trey. And thank you, Kristen, for that fun question. I bet we never get that question again. It took me <laughs> 45 minutes to say, what's your single favorite song on your playlist? I mean, that should have been like a quick answer, but. Well, you actually have a really good playlist. There's a variety of music on yours. You know, when you can have Glenn Campbell and Pavarotti and Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix, but you also have Dolly Parton. Mm. I mean, there, I, 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 there probably are not a ton of playlists that have Little Wayne and Dolly Parton on both on them. But <laughs> Little Wayne, by the way, is a rapper, Mary Langston. So <laughs> I, I, my guess is you would not know that. Well, I may know that one, but you probably have more music on your playlist. I, I do. I definitely. Um, if I hear a song and I like it and if I if the lyrics have some kind of. You know, I don't want to say meaning because, you know, but some depth to them, it makes you think about something. I'm likely to. I figured out how to use my phone to like buy the song right then. Well, that's isn't great. That that's a good step. That's a isn't good that, step. Isn't that direction. good? Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, <laughs> hey, music is poetry. That's that's one thing you've taught me. Uh, well, Bono is a poet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about Little Wayne. I'll let other people <laughs> sort that out. But, but yeah, there's I think Bono is a poet. We'll answer more of your questions when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Our next question is a little bit different. It's from Rora in California, and they write, how would you advise or persuade the RNC and conservative candidates to shift the coverage to the cause like gangs and criminals having guns instead of the symptoms like gun violence? Well, I would tell them to learn the very um, evasive art of being able to do more than one thing at a time. And uh, and the good news is for most of us, we blink and breathe um, and they're both of those are voluntary and involuntary. So if we can just embrace the reality that perhaps our creator made us where we are capable of doing more than one thing at a time. So you can prosecute crime in the past tense and also prevent crime in the present tense. 
but to do that, you have to be willing to have a conversation about what causes crime. And you got to be able to have an honest conversation about all the causes. You know, number one, what causes crime? People do. I mean, people make terrible decisions. And sometimes it's with, in, you know, specific intent. They, they intend it. Sometimes they're just reckless. Sometimes they, you know, voluntarily intoxicate themselves, which, you know, leads to further poor decision making. So you got to be you have to talk about the causes of crime. People, the, the weaponry, which you know, can lead, you know, to 30 victims as opposed to three. So I'm all for getting rid of you know, having three victims. I, I'd love to eliminate that. The weaponry might raise the number of victims from, you know, five to 15. But it's the people and the poor decision making and the malevolence that leads to the first five. So it can't just be the weaponry. Unless you want to accept a small number of casualties, which I don't. So people, weaponry, motive, means, opportunity, mental health. If all we do is prosecute people after the fact, then the system is purely reactive. Someone is dead. We go investigate and prosecute the person for it. You can have a successful prosecution, but the person's still dead. So I, what I like is like maybe thinking about stopping the death before it happens. And we know there's a direct correlation between the level of education you attain and crime. We know that there's a connection between poverty and crime. So if there's a connection between poverty and crime, what leads to poverty? And it's a lack of education. It's become, it's, it's becoming a parent before you are ready to become a parent. What are the effects of growing up in a single parent household? You know, those are all conversations that, you know, half the country doesn't want to have. They just want to talk about guns. And and I, I'm willing to talk about all of it because I don't accept the three. Of course, nobody wants 13 over three, but I don't want three. I don't want three people dead. I don't want one person dead because it's, it's the only right you have that matters. So what should politicians do? I mean, government has a role in several of the things that we just discussed, but personal responsibility has a role in everything we just discussed. And, and government can't fix you. It, it can't fix the person. It can regulate behavior. It can punish behavior. It can set the, the norms and the standards. But I hear like nothing about personal responsibility. I hear a lot about other stuff being other people's fault and how the whole world, you know, let us down. And because I grew up this way, therefore it somehow excused that I act a certain way. And I, I'm sorry. I just think that is, that is missing the larger point, which you want to, talk about crime in a responsible way. You have to talk about personal responsibility. You have to talk about what causes crime and you have to acknowledge that government cannot fix, probably can't even fix most of it. Certainly can't fix all of it. So it'd be good for one of the two political parties to figure that out 
And whichever one figures that out the best to the extent that public safety is the number one function of government, I think they have very bright electoral prospects. But right now we got one party that never, ever, ever wants to talk about personal responsibility. And then we got another party that doesn't seem all that thrilled about talking about the causes of crime. Well, thank you so much, Trey. Our last question is from Leah and she writes, what is your favorite founding father and why? Also, what made you decide to get into politics? Oh my heavens. You want to end, you want to end your birthday podcast on such a depressing note? Maybe we'll flip it. Maybe we can put what made you decide to get into politics and then we'll end on your favorite founding father. Okay. If that's okay Um, with Leah. (laughs) Well, I'm guessing that uh, Leah probably quit listening when I was going through the songs on my song list. So she's, (laughs) she's probably not with us right now, but upon the remote chance that she is. um, So you want me to do what maybe get into politics first? Um, I would say um, what made me get into politics is I wanted a job where you had to be elected. And there there are some jobs. I mean, if you want to be a district attorney in a state with a district attorney or solicitor, as we call them in South Carolina, if that's what you want to do, you don't have a choice. You have to be elected. So that's what that's what me that's what made me get into it. As for Congress, um, as you know, Mary Langston, I'm in the process of writing a book right now about making decisions in life, about when to start things and when to stay where you are and then when to leave. And it includes a pretty robust analysis on the decision to run for Congress and the decision to leave Congress. Um, I, I, I used to get that question all the time. I still get it some, why did you leave Congress? I think the better question is, why did you run in the first place? Was that the right decision? And so for Leah, I got into politics because I wanted to be the district attorney. And, you know, you could make an argument that that's where it should have begun and ended. Um, But it didn't, you know, I ran for Congress and then finally extricated myself from that prison cell also. Now for my founding favorite founding father, that's a hard one. I like George Washington for his humility and his uh, reluctance to um, be elevated to uh, almost um, a monarchy, a monarch in uh, the early days of our Republic. Jefferson, I think, understood the nature of liberty as well as anyone. He may have a more expansive view of liberty than most, but he understood, you know, Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. Um, He didn't have much to do with the writing of the Constitution. I think he was in France, but I would defer to people that did better than I did in history. But the Declaration of Independence is pretty much all his. And that's, that's really a liberty document. That's a statement of the natural rights of mankind and womankind. Madison, I think, understood probably better than any of the rest how it all kind of fit together and work together. Uh, Franklin was less of an academic and more kind of, of, a, of, of a pragmatist. I think he understood 
the weaknesses of the human condition. So all together, after a ton of debate, they cobbled together this thing that we in large part still have. I don't have a favorite. I enjoy reading about all of them and mainly reading about the debates that they had about the nature of our country, because in many regards, those debates are still ongoing. Well, thank you so much, Trey. And thank you to all our listeners for these great questions. All right. I'm going to let you go with one. Okay. What, what's your ideal birthday? Mm, that's a hard question, but I, mean, I know I, it didn't start by doing a podcast with me. So you've already <laughs> kind of blown your idea of an ideal birthday, but if you could start all over, start the day all over, what would your ideal birthday be? I think my ideal birthday would probably be just doing my normal things, waking up really early, working out, and then doing some work and hopefully being outside. It's a beautiful day here in South Carolina. So that would probably be my ideal day. Like you said, I'm super simple. So low maintenance, but hopefully I will see someone happy and um, can help someone today too. You know, I'm, I, I must've been doing something else. I'm, I missed the whole part about opening presents. I'm, I missed the whole part about like wearing, wearing a fake little crown and having people sing happy birthday and a cake and not having to do any of your chores because you've guilted people into it because it's your birthday. I, we have completely different birthday experiences. <laughs> I am a strange one, but you already know that. <laughs> well, uh, you are uh, uh, almost unique in that regard, but nonetheless, uh, that probably makes everyone listening to us want you to have an even better birthday because you are so modest and low maintenance. So I hope that John uh, can figure out what you wanted uh, for your birthday. I hope you get it. I hope your parents give you lots of nice things, your brothers and uh, happy. Um, I think I could guess which one it is, but I'm not <laughs> going to guess which one it is. So let's just That's say great. happy whatever birthday it is. Well, thank you, Trey. And thank you again, listeners, for your questions. All righty. Y'all all take care. and We'll see you next Thursday, same time. And uh, we'll take another crack. At, and by then, I will um, try to have narrowed my playlist <laughs> down. Thank you, by the way, for telling me what a playlist is. I will narrow what I call my phone down um, <laughs> below 300 songs. That sounds great. Have a good week. All righty. You take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate, or review this podcast on Apple Podcast or at foxnewspodcast.com. You've been listening to the Trey Gowdy Podcast on the Fox News Podcast Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Dominich, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Dominich Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.